0: Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real baby. I mean really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you Sim, Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. Hello, somebody, and thank you so much for joining me for the second series of the Three Bones family legacy. The Three Bones are the wishbone, the jawbone, and the backbone. The wishbone is for hoping and praying. The jawbone is for lifting your voice, baby, and speaking truth to power. And the backbone, the most important bone of them all, is for perseverance, for having the courage to keep standing. And after you've done all that you can do to stand, just go on ahead and stand. Anyhow, that is the quick, short version of the three bones. These three bones were imparted to me by my maternal grandmother, and they have certainly carried me and they continue to carry me a mighty long way. So, if you are new to Hello Somebody, that's the quick version of it. Please go back. If you've missed, whether you're new or you've been vibing with Hello Somebody for a while, go back and listen to the first episode of this second series that we're on for Three Bones, and that was the Wishbone. And I really, Go into great detail about the bones So if you missed it Just go back Go back Now make sure As you're listening to this show Don't forget to give us some stars Baby Give us some likes Give us some uplifts We need that Yes 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 We do need that So again Today We are going to really focus in On the jawbone And the jawbone As I've said Represents courage The courage to speak up To speak truth even if people don't like it. And speaking up for what's right is hard. Sometimes, you know, people talk about you, talk against you, put some words on your name, all that kind of stuff if they don't agree with what you're standing up for. But you got to keep standing anyhow. And I think sometimes that we forget that words themselves, words have life. And once we speak them, Into existence They have a vibe of their own They are a force All their own And we must have the courage To utilize our voice for good You know there's a scripture In the Christian Bible That reminds us that the the tongue That life and death is in the tongue How true that is For every action that is taken Just think about that It started in the mind Then it was spoken and then it was acted upon. Ooh, we just went a little deep there. Starts in the mind. Then it's spoken. And then it's acted it upon. So jawbone, very important. You know, I always for every show, I always have a quote because I am the quote queen and I'm proud of it. And my quote this time comes from the one and only Dr. MLK Jr., I might have two quotes this time. I just can't get over the quotes. And one of the things he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. That's the one and only quotable himself, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And let's just break that down. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Gotta speak up when we see things that are going wrong. And it's so hard to do. It's always been hard to do. But I think it is especially challenging in the 21st century because we have the advent of social media and social media can be used to make the world smaller, to communicate across platforms and spectrums rather that otherwise we would not be able to do if we didn't have that tool. But social media can also be used for bad and evil and viciousness. And that happens all the time. The trolls are always, always out. Baby, I say, don't feed the trolls. Don't do it. Do not do it. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, we didn't have to worry about social media and the impact that it has on us and our everyday lives. And so when you are thinking about How things have changed, how they stayed the same, but how they've changed social media definitely up in that top three. And when you are dealing with issues, issue driven, whatever you're standing up for, standing up to speak at a school board meeting, standing up in your community. What we stand up for, what we push for can be something as simple as the examples that I just gave. Or something as bold as in your capacity on your job, taking a risk to stand up for what you believe is right. Those things require, certainly require the jawbone. It is important that people have courage. And we gotta speak on that. We just cannot leave things to happen chance. Too much, or happenstance, I should say, too much is going on in our time in this moment for people to be on the sidelines to stand idly by. We got to use our jawbone. Jawbone gives us courage to speak truth to power. We got to do that. You know, and, and speaking up for what is right, there is so much going on right now. We are in the midst of the Roe v. Wade crisis that we've been catapulted into because of the conservative United States Supreme Court. It is patently clear that this court Is very much designed in the image of conservatives in this country President Trump was very clear about his appointees to the United States Supreme Court So that none of us are confused None of us should be surprised He talked about overturning Roe v. Wade And setting up a court system that would allow him to do just that and here we are in this moment and many folks are using that jawbone right now to speak up, to speak out, to let it be known that the erasure of Roe v. Wade, the overturning of Roe v. Wade is really a non-starter, putting women's lives in jeopardy and their lives will be in jeopardy because reproductive health, access to an abortion is a about reproductive health. It is, it is not separate and apart and it should be legal, safe and rare. And so those of us who do firmly believe and understand that women's reproductive health cannot be separated from any other health procedure that she may or may not have, The court should not have the authority to control what a woman does with her own body between her and her doctor. So there are many people just absolutely outraged by what is going on, and they are using their jawbone to draw attention to this injustice. And we have the other side of this that claims to be pro-life, and I just chuckle at that Uh, Not taking great joy But they really are not pro-life They are pro-birth That's what they are And we need to call it what it is They pro-birth Because they really don't give a damn About the child once it gets into the world You know, anybody and, And to see these Republicans out here I got to get this off my chest I mean, to see these Republicans out here Talking about the baby formula shortage And all that stuff Yet and while They let the child tax credit expire and they're not jumping up and down about that. So again, these clowns, they are pro birth. They are not pro life. There is absolutely a difference. I mean, just tired of people using their words and their power and their courage to tell women what to do with their damn bodies. Anyway, I digress. I did. Let me get back to the subject at hand But I'm so glad I got that off my chest Thank you to the activists that are out there Using their jawbone to bring attention to this Again, very much a part of reproductive health That is how we should see it I mean, hell, we all need a little bit of courage And a side of minding our own damn business
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So the jawbone is about knowing something, 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 something just ain't right and being willing to speak up. And so I just gave you a very real relevant example of that. There are other examples of that. Knowing that something, 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 something just ain't right. The quote, Keith Sweat. You think about the gas prices right now. Something, something, something ain't right. It, ridiculous. I don't even know. Look, I don't put all those syllables on the word ridiculous, but it really is ridiculous. I, I don't even know how people are living. Barely getting by. It's horrible. I'm trying to stay PG too. The gas prices, the, the food prices. This is how are people living. And these mega corporations, I mean, they're making uh, profits hand over fist. And it's not... So much that is how they're making a profit off of the backs of the everyday people of this country. Just unpatriotic as hell. Really, it is. And the the prices are never really going to go back as low as they once were. That's the sting. That's the rub here. God. So, yeah, please, people, use your jawbone. We, we got to. We have to stay engaged and just stop accepting things as they are. So the jawbone, indeed, it is about knowing something just ain't right and saying that out loud because we know, you know, I know, we know that things are not right. We know that some of the stuff that people do and say sound like a whole bunch of BS, okay, a whole bunch of bullshit, really, a whole kettle of it. I want my courage and my words and my service to always have an impact on other people, so that we are speaking up and we are all have the courage, the intestinal fortitude, the guts to say what needs to be said when it needs to be said, even in moments where everyone might turn against us or people might turn against you because you are speaking a type of truth. Congresswoman Shirley Chisholm, you know, she once said that I like them to say that Shirley Chisholm had guts. That's how I like to be remembered. You know, when she was asked about how she wanted to be remembered. And I feel the same way. I want people to say that Nina Turner, she had guts. Uh, she she stood up, even in the face of adversity and challenge. What do you want people to say about you when you pass this earth, when you are being eulogized, so to speak? Have you ever been to a funeral and, and you don't even know how to, who the preacher talking about? Yeah, I've been to them kind of you looking like who the hell they talking about? They ain't talking about this person because they got to make stuff up. You want to live your life in such a way that the preacher ain't got to make nothing up. That what they say about you is true. It's real because you loved hard. You fought hard. You rose above circumstances and you worked towards or worked for things that were greater than your very existence to help to make this world a better place. That is a beautiful thing. So, you know, life experiences, they create moments for us to be courageous. I mean, we all go through, we all go through things and we might not even know, even realize what the going through, so to speak, of those things will mean for us in the moment that we're going through them. But after we get through them, it becomes clearer why we were enduring The trial and or the tribulation, that it was really setting us up for something else, even though it didn't seem clear at the time that we were going through it. You know, people go through the same things. We have very similar triumphs or similar tragedies, but I know one thing, one thing for certain is that most of the time we do make it through. And when we look back on that moment, we're like, wow, I made it. I made it. Our courage to keep going. That's important The courage The energy To keep going To keep on Keeping on That takes a lot Because it is so easy to give up It really is But you can't have a testimony Without a test And indeed Life is about all types of tests Coming at us Some extraordinarily hard Some Easy Some Like woo, Yeah that's it. In this second series or second season of the second series of the Three Bones, I'm throwing out these questions for us to answer. I want you to think very deeply as you are listening to this. Even maybe pull out a journal if you got a journal next to you. Yeah, pull out something, a pen or a pad, or use your phone and type the notes. So we, we're going to talk about here, here are the questions. You know, we had questions last time for the Wishbone and people. Wrote in and said that they really enjoyed that. And so we're going to do that again. And here we go for the jawbone, jawbone, the courage to lift your voice, the courage to speak truth to power. So here's our question When was the first time you can remember that you were introduced to courage? When was the first time you can remember that you were introduced to courage? For me, I would have to say it was my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, the very woman whose story that I continue to give life to. And I want to pass this same story down to my grandchildren, and hopefully they will give the same life to their what their great, great grandmother had to say. So yeah, the first time it was, it was uh, my grandmother. My grandmother only had a third grade education. She couldn't read or write. But she had what we call in the African American community mother whip. Many of you who follow me, you have heard me talk about this grandmother so often. She is very much a key ingredient to me being the person that I am today. And she never lived to see some of the great things that I've been able to accomplish, but her spirit, man, I call on that spirit force all the time. And so her very existence for me, her very presence, was courage I mean it, it, it permeated Courage So yeah share please I would love to know From some of you When was Europe the first time That you can remember That you were introduced to courage uh, My grandmother My maternal grandmother baby That is courage Question number two What happened And what did you need to do And the way that I answered that question It was just My grandmother was very much determined To beat the odds And she did and she always wanted more for her grandchildren than what she had for herself. That takes courage too. You know there's a saying about planting trees, who planting trees whose shade you may never be able to enjoy. And that is a truism that people do that all the time that the the ability to continue to fight, to continue to press on certain of the issues that you are pushing for, you may never get a chance to be the beneficiary of it, but you got the courage to do so anyway. So planting trees whose shade you may never ever be able to enjoy. That was my grandmother. She encouraged us to get an education in her own way. She is very much responsible for me going to college and, and earning several degrees. I definitely talk about my mom and my son In that scenario a lot, I do need to add my maternal grandmother, very much an important ingredient to my ability to be where I am today and hopefully where I'm going to be uh, when I grow up. I'm still not sure what I what I'm going to do, but uh, not even the sky's the limit, baby.
4: You can listen to the Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Question number three. What are some examples of what led you to be courageous? Oh. You know, it takes courage to I have a lot of political stories to tell. I'll tell one that is uh, very apropos to the rant I had earlier as I was bringing us into what in the hell is happening right now in real time in this country uh, linked to Roe v. Wade. So I'll tell a story about that. When I was in Ohio Senate, my Republican colleagues had introduced a heartbeat bill, which I called the heartless bill. Again, people can disagree about you know some people b- believe that abortion should be legal safe and rare and some people do not so we can definitely have that debate i get it i believe that that decision is between a woman and the creator if if she believes in one certainly between her and her doctor and that is very much a part of reproductive health care i know that some people don't believe that i got it i get it so Back to this story, though my my Republican colleagues introduced the heartbeat bill. I do call it the heartless bill because they really don't don't give a damn about the child once it's here. So I decided to introduce a bill because the just the preoccupation in state legislatures over the last almost twenty years with trying to control a woman's body. We didn't just all of a sudden get here in this moment. And even though I'm using the Roe v. Wade. As the example, there are many other examples that we can utilize in these moments, but even when we think about great movements, whether it's the civil rights movement, the abolitionist movement, the women's rights movement, the gay rights movement, those movements were shaking up the status quo, those movements Were full of people who heard their purpose knocking at the door And they answered, they opened the door And they got engaged and involved in these various movements Pushing for equality Pushing for things that were bigger than them In that particular moment, they did that And so in this moment How we deal with the onslaught of Republicans Doing this I I just You know It's just connected To so many other things So putting aside Whether You know The folks that are Joining me today Whether or not you Believe in abortion Whether or not you see Abortion as a Component of reproductive health The story that I'm about to tell Is So I Took the bill My team and I uh, In the Ohio Senate And we took the words Of that And turned it around As I was saying Before Before You just have this preoccupation with elected officials. Most of them, the overwhelming majority of them are on the right. They skew right, even though the things that they are doing is wrong. They skew very right. And it is the antithesis. I mean, the the thing about if you truly are pro-life, you would care about The child's education You would care about What kind of neighborhood You would care Whether or not their parents Are gainfully employed And if you are elected You would push policies That cemented that belief In real time And those things are not happening Let's take the child tax credit For a very real relevant Right now example It expired And you got Republicans sitting up there having press conferences about the lack of baby formula and not wanting to join or have a bipartisan effort to make the child tax credit permanent. They, meaning the members of Congress, they let that joint expire. I mean, are you listening to me? Expire. So a policy that pulled children in this country, almost 50% of children out of poverty, we celebrated that. We said, oh my God, this is such a good thing. Hurrah, hurray. Hooray. And then this Congress turns around and lets it expire. And folks barely saying a mumbling word. That is what I'm t- one example of showing courage in the realm of politics is that when you see hypocrisy, when you see things going wrong, you got to speak up and speak out. About these things You just can't let this stuff Sit there Say something Do something So okay So the heartbeat bill In Ohio Which has since passed But I was in the legislature 2008, 2014 They didn't It did not We've pushed against that And so I introduced a bill Using the same language That that bill was using Because it was very clear That I was not sent To the legislature To care about education Or to help small businesses uh, Make sure Roads are paved You know, all of that good government stuff No, I was there to regulate a man's reproductive health So I did introduce a bill called the erectile dysfunction bill To deal with that In that moment, utilizing the bully pulpit Utilizing and having the courage Not only to push back against it But to introduce a bill And use that as a teachable moment And using satire to do it by and large, you do not see women elected officials think about that. Introducing bills that regulate a man's reproductive health. You just don't see that happening. Wrap your mind around that. So I did, I did I did that thing. Erectile dysfunction bill. Y'all can look up that bill and laugh your behinds off. I'm gonna make sure that we put a link in the show notes so you can see an article at the time when that was happening. Another time. You know, even as a college student to be with my colleagues and form Students for Positive Action with my dear friend, Dr. Ronnie Dunn. He is a professor of sociology at the Cleveland State University, but coming up the ranks and just believing that even though we did not have a lot of wealth, we knew that we had some privilege because we were in college. But baby, you talking about among the working poor and going to college and trying to get them degrees. Yes, I got my hand raised. That was me. But the creation of an organization who it was our goal, our mission to get out there in the poorer communities in Cleveland and help to register people to vote, being old-fashioned and thinking that if people can vote, they can control their own destiny. That's what we were rocking with, baby. It was quite a spectacular experience to do that as a college student. And uh, another story from when I was in the legislature, Lord have mercy, One of my colleagues introduced the bill to drug test people on public assistance. And I went to this colleague to explain to him why I thought that that was wrong. Why also I thought it would exacerbate the suffering that people who are on public assistance, what they are already engaging, the struggle that they are already facing. And why would you make it worse by introducing that kind of bill and trying to make that law in the state of Ohio and I talked to him about my life experience and and you know being a safety net child and having parents who are among the working poor and moments where we did not have enough food to eat and having very much to depend on the system itself to have Medicaid and and food stamps at that time it was paper food stamps and that kind of thing to let them know and then I brought the data too that clearly showed that people who Are on public assistance Do not abuse drugs At any higher rate Than people who are not I mean I did my best And he still He decided He said I got to do this Because this is what My constituents want And I said Well I'm going to do What my constituents want As well So I introduced a bill To have members Of the legislature Drug tested Often (laughs) Yes I did Because if the premise Is about protecting Air quotes The taxpayer's dollar Then Hey, those of us who are elected, we are deriving our salary from the taxpayers' dime. And so the taxpayers have a right to know whether or not we are abusing drugs. I did that. Yes, I did. And then my colleague, I had a state rep, my state rep, one of my colleagues in the House of Representatives, he took the bill. Uh, A step further And he introduced So we had companion Almost companion pieces But he added A little more spice uh, To his Which was uh, To not only That members of the legislature Are drug tested (laughs) Regularly And randomly uh, That was in my bill too He added The special touch of If you are A CEO of a company and your company is receiving any public funding, then you must subject yourself to random and regular drug testing. Baby, we took that thing. It, I mean, but think about it because the whole notion of making people who are on public, Basically wear a scarlet letter it, it makes no sense I don't even damn believe That his constituent was asking for that There's so many other things That a constituent can ask you for In a public meeting Drug testing People who receive public assistance I don't think it's one of them But that's what the man said And so I had to As I tried to talk him off the ledge He wasn't willing to come So I had to oblige him And <laughs> Ooh lord The things you got to do to push back But that is another type of courage just using the tools that you have at your disposal and whatever profession that you are in you can utilize in the space that you are in just utilize your knowledge and utilize your drive and determination to you know to make this world a better place that's that's what we should be doing yeah we got to do that and lastly on the jawbone And I didn't, I certainly was not thinking I would go this way, but you got to have the courage to be who you are too. That's hard at times because sometimes people don't want to accept you for who you are. That is another level of courage, a different type of courage to be true to who you are. That is not only having the courage to speak up for what's right, but using that courage to be who you are. I'm feeling that vibe right now. Be who you are. Love who you are. Charity does indeed start at home. And what better home than yourself? Because in order for you to do any of the other great and magnificent things that need to be done to make this world a better place, you have to be a better place. Meaning your very embodiment, the environment that you occupy, both physically, mentally, spiritually must be edified and lifted in order for you to have the courage to lift your voice. You got to be confident in who you are and what you bring to the table. So to utilize the wishbone, to utilize the jawbone means to that own self be true. That's it. So until next time, I want you to keep the faith and keep the fight. Our next episode within the Three Bones series will be the backbone. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely not. You do not want to miss it. Hello, somebody. Because everybody is somebody. Coming. The pain is numbing. Try to shoot for the stars if you're gonna aim for something. Embrace the love for your brother and sister. Unity's the missing brush. We need to puzzle this picture. Let's paint it up, frame it up for the world to see. Hang the hatred up. Enough is enough, is enough. Making changes on us. In Turner, her voice is the truth, her wise words inspire the youth to keep their eyes on the roof, it's the end, never give up, keep conquering goals, to the eye, intelligence silver, wisdom is gold, back to the end, now is your time, stay firm, don't fold, to the A, all you need is the three bones, that's what Granny said, now I'ma make sure these words from Granny spread, for all of here, just give her your ear, she can take you to the promised land, I swear, world peace is what they fear, from Queens to Cleveland, Ohio, we here, famous. Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Got my PrevNar20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong, and asthmatic, and at higher risk
2: Math and Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math and Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.